Good evening, everyone. It is very, very exciting to be here with you tonight. I'm super excited because I love sharing good news, and I have good news. So let me just pray. God, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you know each and every person in this place, each and every person watching, and you know what they're going through. And I pray, Father, tonight that you would speak to them. You would speak to them where they're at in the situations that they're facing. And as you have changed my life, that tonight you would speak through me your love, your life, your truth, and that lives would be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. So I had been, you know, somewhat aware. I've been familiar with the scripture that says, if God be for us, who can be against us? But, and it's a great scripture, and I was just, like I said, familiar with it. But there is something that I went through last year that made that more real to me than anything ever in my life. And I want to share with you a little bit of that story. Um, there is a race called the Ironman Triathlon. It is uh, a very challenging race, as my teammates will tell you. Less than one-tenth of one percent of the population even attempts to do this race. And I'm not an elite athlete. I'm not a pro athlete. I am, you know, a slow and steady, faithful athlete who said, well, if people are doing this thing, then I want to do it. Why not? Let's, you know, let's give it a shot. So I, you know, started training and getting my ideas together about how I was going to do this. And to get you a little bit familiar with what this race entails is it is a 2.4 mile swim, which is about, uh, it's like a swimming 169 laps in a 25 yard pool, followed by uh, a 112 mile bike ride that is uh, the same as riding around the island of Manhattan three and a half times, or riding from here to West Point and back, and then a loop around Central Park for fun. After that, then we do a 26.2 mile marathon running. So yeah, it's a, it's a big race. But I was like, I wanna do this. And um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fast forward you, well, I'll tell you a little bit about the, about the training, that we trained for this before work, we trained after work, we trained all day on the weekends. Um, anytime last year, if anyone was like, hey, do you want to go out this weekend? Nope, busy. Do you want to, we're having a birthday party after work? Sorry, training. Anytime all last year. Like, I'm apologizing to people now for not being able to spend time with them at all in 2019. So, but, uh, so that's, that's what this race, that's kind of how it works. And so now I'll fast forward you to race day, where we, had, we did our training months and months, we're, we're ready, we've encouraged each other, like, okay, here we are, it's race day. Our race was in Maryland, so we traveled to Maryland, and when we got there, I heard something I had never heard before. I mean, I, you already know that a two and a half mile swim is gonna be hard enough, and we're also in, in Ironman, you're in open water. So there's, you can't see the bottom, there are no nice lanes, there's currents, there's tides, there's 2,000 people packed in. You know, I already knew it was gonna be challenging, but we got there, and the day before the race, they said there is a jellyfish infestation in the river. 
the river. Jellyfish are not supposed to be in rivers. They're ocean creatures. And I took a, like the day before, I took a walk along the shore, you know, just to, to see them. And in a three minute walk, we saw 42 jellyfish. So we asked the people who had been doing the test swim, you know, we said, oh, were you able to like swim around them? Was there, like, is there, is it possible to get through this swim without it? Absolutely not. You're swimming every time you stroke, you rake your fingers through their tentacles. It feels like wet spaghetti. And we're like, this, this is happening tomorrow. We've trained too hard and too long to just go home now. So we uh, manned up, as they say, and um, we, we got to the, to the start line of the race. And, uh, and I looked out, it was right after, right after the sun had, was just starting to come up, and I was standing in the water just looking out. And I'm not, I'm not scared of much, not to say I have no fears, but I'm not, I'm not that scared of things. And I stood there and I was like, this is scary. This is scary. I don't know what facing jellyfish is going to be like. Um, I've never in my life done 140 miles of anything other than not being in a car or an airplane. But, uh, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it today. And I'm like, Lord, help me. Here we go. So I started the swim. In the first few minutes, the Lord was merciful. Um, I didn't get stung. I got in. The water temperature was good. Thank you, Lord. At least it wasn't freezing. And I swam, you know, and maybe, maybe about 10 minutes into the swim, my first sting right on the tip of my nose. Okay, welcome. I'm here. All right. This is now I know what a jellyfish sting feels like. And it just, it, it was burning, you know, it was burning and started to like spread. But like many of you, I imagine, have seen Finding Nemo, where Dory says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. So I kept my face down, and I kept swimming, and I was like, okay, stung is done, let's, let's keep moving forward. Um, then I got kicked in the face by the man in front of me. Now, keep in mind that most people doing this race is 70 to 80% of Ironman athletes are all men. So this is a, a big, solid dude ahead of me. Didn't mean to, to kick me, of course. He's just trying to get out of the water as fast as I'm trying to get out of the water. So he kicks me. Again, whoo, woke up. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I get stung again on the hand. And I'm like, oh, Lord, just like help me. Like, how many times is this going to happen? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I get kicked in the face again. Right? And I'm like, Lord, okay, just keep swimming. I've got to get through this. Like, today's race day. We're going to do this. Um, and I kept swimming. And then I got some more stings on my feet. And, um, and then I got a, this strong kick in the collarbone, which was even more frightening than the face because my collarbone's fragile. I'm like, what if you broke my collarbone, you know? And, um, and I just said to myself, as long as my arms are still working, as long as I can still breathe, as long as my feet can still kick, then I'm going to keep going. Now, I didn't know, I'm like, after I got, thanks. <laughs> after I got, you know, like kicked, I'm just like, well, I don't know if this is cracked. And when I was getting stung, like some of the stings really, really burned. And have any of you been stung by a jellyfish, anybody? It is, it really is a very real burning sensation. Um, I kept going, and right before I got out of the water, got one more sting right on the nose, 
almost as if the jellyfish were like, thanks for swimming with us today. <laughs> and, um, and then I lifted my head and I could hear the music at the, uh, at the not the finish line, but at the, uh, the next, at the exit of the swim, where you go from swim to bike. And I could hear the music and I heard people were celebrating and I was like, okay, we're almost there, we're almost there. So I kept going. I got out of the water and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Complete strangers were standing there cheering and celebrating. No more jellies, no more jellies, you did it. And it was just, it was extraordinary to have complete strangers on your side, cheering for you, believing in you, giving you water, giving you vinegar to try to put on your, on your stings. That was supposed to help, didn't necessarily help that much. You know, trying to give us snacks and congratulate us from making it out of phase one. So it was very exciting, but then I went on to the bike course. And for me, the bike course is the hardest part. Uh, the swim was all about all those physical attacks and challenges, um, but the bike course was a huge, huge mental battle for me. First of all, I don't love riding my bike as much as running and swimming. It's a lot harder for me physically. And this summer, after years of riding, I had never been in any bike wrecks, thankfully. Um, and this summer, as I was training, I was in three wrecks within a three-week period of time. And it really scared me. Um, I got hit by a car once, didn't get, like, I didn't have anything broken, but was hit by a car, knocked off my bike, thankfully recovered fine. A week or two later was going down a hill and was, there was a car that didn't see me, so it almost hit me and I swerved out of the way and like went head first down. My bike went spinning over my head like into a tree and it was just terrifying. And then later on had another accident all within three weeks. And then so on top of not loving to ride my bike and struggling with it physically, I was now afraid to get on my bike because I didn't know when I was gonna be hit again or what the recovery would be like because I've known so many people to be hit and not recover, or not recover well. So I had this huge battle and, um, and just constantly had to cry out to God to help me and would talk to my teammates to get motivated to get back on my bike because so many times I'm like, I don't have to do this race. I don't have to do this, but I want to. And we are, we are training for this. And I, had, I actually talked several of them into doing it. So I couldn't really back out of it. But I had to, like, I really had to, to plead with God to keep me safe and to keep me motivated. And it, I also wasn't getting on my bike to ride for like an hour or an hour and a half. When I got on my bike, I knew that this was my day. I was going to ride for seven hours. And in that time in my head, I'm a thinker. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of time for things to go wrong. And it's also, if you're doing 70, 80, 90, 100 mile training rides, you can't just go on a nice friendly track where there's no cars. So I was in places that were dangerous and where there was open traffic and I had to just stay focused and pray and trust God. Anyways, so I get to the bike course and I just, you know, I get into my 
to my, my pace, my stride, which on the bike is slow and steady. I'm telling you, I'm not super strong. I am not super fast. I'm faithful, I'm consistent, I'm slow and steady. Got into my grind and then would be overcome with emotion. And sometimes I would just, just start weeping on my bike, being amazed that today is the day. I, I survived the training. I'm going to finish the, 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 I'm going across the finish line and it's gonna be glorious and it's gonna be over and I'm not gonna have to ride my bike and God is just so good and my dreams are gonna come true, something I've wanted for so long and I would just cry. And then I would pull it together and keep going, keep going. And then I would start crying, being like, what if I don't make it? What if I don't cross the finish line today after everything that I've put into this? Because there were two major um, time cutoffs that you had to be at mile 56 by 12.30 in the afternoon in order to be able to get, do the second half, the second 56 miles. So if you're not there by 12.30, then you're disqualified and you can't finish. And then if you, if you checkpoint there, you still have to be off your bike entirely by 5.30 p.m. And I had calculated this many times, like down to the minute with my pace and everything. And I, I knew, I knew all summer and I knew on race day that there was a very real chance of me not making it to, to the checkpoint on time. And I had to fight that all summer as well and just be like, no, I am going to do this. I'm going to push until I get there and, you know, whatever happens, happens. God has reason. But I really had to fight the fear of not making it by those cutoffs. The, the shame, the, the everything, you know? And so I pushed and I pushed and I grinded. And then, so after all those crying sessions, then I would, I, I would be all right. And then I had another crying fit because I started to think of all the people that believed in me and all the people who supported me, even when I didn't believe in myself, even when I was like, I don't know if I have what it takes. I'm doing the best I can, but I don't know if I have what it takes. And I thought about all my teammates who pushed me. Uh, I thought about all my friends. I thought about my coworkers, people who were like, yo, you're gonna crush it. The race is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be epic. You're ah. Like everyone was so excited and sending me messages and sending me videos and sending me, you know, calling me and like, I mean, unbelievable support, unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I don't think I could be more supported if I were the president or I won a Grammy or anything. Like what I had was as good as it gets. It was amazing. So then I started crying because I was like, I'm gonna do this for them. I'm gonna make it through this for them. And like, I, I had never cried so much in a short period of hours, nor whilst doing active exercise. <laughs> but um, I just, it was, it was incredible to think of the support that I had. And I, you know, hours pass, four hours, five hours. I made it to the, the 12.30 checkpoint. Praise God, I'm moving on. Um, and I kept pushing, and it, was, it would get so windy because we were out in the cornfields in Maryland, and it, it's not very hilly, thank God. I was very intentional about the course that I chose, um, but it is windy, and the winds would come and push against me as my mind was going crazy, and I would think about 
my teammates. I would think about my friends. I would think about my family. And I would stand up. This is perfectly flat. So you don't see a lot of people standing up on their bikes. Most people are like down and grinding. But when those winds came against me and I was like, this can't slow me down. I don't have a minute to play with. I would stand up on my bike and push with everything that I had. And people were probably like, yo, this girl is crazy. She's standing up on this bike. It's perfectly flat. No need to do that. But the race that was going on in me, I knew that I had to get up. I knew I had to fight. I knew I had to stand to get through that. And I, would, I was way in the back of the pack. I mean, there were people who had lapped me. Like, they had finished the, you know, they were on their way to the, to the run. And I would cheer for them, and I was hanging out in the back of the pack, and just encouraged the other people that were back there with me. I didn't pass many people, but every single person that I did pass, I encouraged them. I said, today is our day. We've got this. Stay strong. Let's go. This is our day. Come on. And we would encourage each other. Sure enough, I arrived at the, the transition to from the, the bike to the run with almost an hour to spare. And people... You don't understand how miraculous that is. I was, I was uh, like mapping out my time to, to probably be about 8 hours and 20 minutes, 8 hours and 30 minutes, which is right about as close as you can get. And it took me 7 hours and 50 minutes on that bike. So, thank you. So I got, you would think, the way that I came off my bike, you would think that... I'm finished. I've crossed the finish line. But I was so excited that God, I was like, God already did the impossible. Like, I already survived this. So I'm going into this run, which a lot of people don't look forward to the run, because after swimming two and a half miles with jellyfish, face kicks, etc., and biking for 112 miles, you might be a little tired. You might be a little sore. You might have bleeding blisters. You might be starving. So many things. Like people get to the run already depleted. And I got to the run and I was happy as can be, smiling, talking to strangers. It was great. And I started my run and I just, I was just like, all I have to do is stay slow and steady. I don't have to race the clock. I can just stay on my pace, go slow and steady, and make it to this, to this finish line. And I did. I did the entire run slow and steady. It's a three-loop course, so I would see my teammates coming around. And that was also extremely invigorating, like in the midst of all of this, all these emotions and things I was feeling in my body, to see my teammates and to high-five them and to like just exchange energy and encourage each other and be like, we're in this and we're doing it. And, um, you know, and like I was way towards the, the last few people in, of, our, of our teammates. And so some of the teammates that I saw were like, they were on their third lap. They were on their way to the finish. I saw Sam, you know, he was like flying, lightning fast. And I'm like, hey, high five. <laughs> you know, and he's, he's lightning fast. And I don't think he would mind me saying this. You know, but he was, he's so fast that he was in a lot more pain than me. He had, his muscles had been through a lot. And I was like, salt? I got salt. You want salt? You want water? You want gummies? I got whatever you need. You know, and was able to share my salt with him, even though he was on his way to the finish line, and just kept going, and was just really grateful to be 
doing this impossible thing. And, uh, and I, since I wasn't racing the clock anymore, I got close to the finish, and the, the, the ultimate cutoff time is midnight. If you don't finish by midnight, you're disqualified. You're not an Ironman, you, don't, you, you can't finish the race, there's no record that you did it, and you have to do everything over again. You have to train all over again, you have to pay for the race all over again, you have to travel, like, all these things. I certainly didn't have time to do all of that over. Um, so I go and I get close to the end of the, of the run portion. And I, I, see, and I see one of my teammates who was also struggling. And he's, I mean, this guy is an amazing athlete. He is strong, he is fast, but it was just a lot. I mean, we're at like mile 100 and out of 140, so we must have been around mile 136, 137, 137, yeah, because we had, we had three miles left to go, and I saw him, and he was having a hard time, and I realized that, by the mercy of the Lord, I wasn't racing the clock to get in before midnight anymore, and I could just enjoy the rest of this, and I saw my teammate and I thought of all the times that that particular teammate had waited for me in cold, dark runs in the middle of the winter when I just started off in triathlon and I was always the dead last girl, that he waited for me. Even though he could have been flying by, he waited, he waited for me on long bike rides, on 80, 90, 100-mile training rides when he knew that I was physically struggling, when I was much slower, um, he waited for me to make sure that I didn't fall asleep on my bike and crash because that's also a real thing when you're riding for that many hours. You can fall asleep, and I've known people to fall asleep riding their bike. Um, you know, and that you can, like, so many muscle cramps and things that can go wrong, and he had waited for me so many times, and I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait with my teammate, and we're going to finish this together. It was our first, both of us, it was our first one, all of us, actually, all our teammates, it was our first one doing this, and I was like, we're going to finish this together. I started a triathlon with him by my side, and I do want a little disclaimer, he is happily married and a wonderful guy. This isn't a love story, all right, just to be clear, <laughs> um, but he's a great teammate, and he waited with me, and I waited with him, and we were able to have this dream come true together. Close to 11.30 at night. Like, we came pretty close to that midnight <laughs> deadline. And, um, and I, you know, I, we, we got through there, and you run down this red carpet, and there's just lights and music and people going absolutely nuts for you. And that was incredible. And I, and I realized in that moment, first of all, that, I had done something absolutely impossible. Like some people would have said I had no business even trying to do that. Like extreme elite athletes don't all make it to that finish line for a variety of reasons. But I, but I trusted God and I have an extraordinary team that helped me. And when I crossed that finish line, I realized that what, what all the miracles in place that God did to get me there, I, I became just acutely aware of all the impossible things that God has brought me through in my life. And I know that God had been faithful to me, but in this, I was like, 
absolutely anything is possible. If we will give God a chance to do the impossible in our lives, if we will trust him with our lives, with our struggles, with our situations, he will do impossible things in your life. And my life is a testimony of that. Um, and I also thought about crossing that line. And after this whole season of training and racing and everything, I was like, yo, life Life is an Iron Man. Like, life really is an Iron Man. And I don't know all you guys, but I know that you have repeated situations and obstacles that, as, as my Uncle Rob would say, you know, you're, you're walking down the street. We're all just trying to live our lives minding less than our own business. And then you get stung by a jellyfish or kicked in the face out of the blue. You know, in, in Iron Man, these challenges are coming one after the next after the next. And you don't know what the challenge is going to be. Is your derailleur going to break on your bike? Uh, are you going to flat? Are you going to have cramps? Are you going to like a thousand things? And all these back-to-back nonstop things that life can be like. And I, you know, I, I started to think about in my personal life what some of those some of those huge obstacles were. And I know that for me, the day when I, I was in grade school, the day that my father was arrested and taken to prison for 15 years, that was a jellyfish sting, you know? And then um, when he was in prison, things just got so hard and we, you know, we went from, from home to a smaller home to a smaller home to eventually not having a home, um, and I, like, the, the repeated nights of coming home to, as children, me and my three siblings, coming home to no food except peanut butter and jelly, and putting it in a bowl and mixing it up and calling it peanut butter and jelly soup, and that's what we would have for dinner night after night. We would have it for breakfast. We would have it for lunch. Like, that's all we had. That was a kick in the face. That was unexpected, and, but that's, that's what was presented to me. And that is part of the challenges that I had to face. It was another jellyfish sting when, when I was a teenager and my mom was in a car accident that left her with major brain damage and left her in a coma for a month. And that was extremely painful. That's something that I had to go to God for. That's something that I had fear every single day. Is my mother going to die? Is my mother going to die? Is my mother going to die? And every day, that was a very real possibility when someone's in a coma, non-responsive, for a month. And, um, you know, and, the, and my father was still in prison at the time. So it was me, teenage me, and my three younger siblings. And I was like, couldn't imagine my mom dying. Um, and thankfully, she, she didn't. But she did, she recovered, but that experience changed all of our lives forever. And she, you know, she still has disabilities that were, that are a part of our lives as a family daily. And then the last kick in the collarbone um, for, you know, for me was my father being diagnosed with terminal cancer. And I just thought about all these things, and I thought about the faithfulness of God, and I thought about how I have overcome each one of those impossible situations with his grace, with his favor. And it's not like, I'm not sharing all this stuff with you, all these stories, so that you can be like, wow, she's amazing, she's this, da, da, da. The opposite. 
I am sharing my life, my struggles through the race, my experience and, and my, my life struggles with you so that you know I'm just a common girl with real struggles and real problems. And if God can do impossible things in my life, if God can get me through all these impossible things, he can take each one of you through every impossible situation that you're facing. But you need, you need to believe him. And I realized recently, you know, that so many people, I mean, my, one of my first thoughts was, there's so many people, like if I can do Iron Man, anybody can do Iron Man. And then, I, you know, and I was just like, there are so many people who are afraid of the idea of Iron Man, or they're afraid of uh, the idea of a marathon, or they are, they're afraid of so many different things, but they don't actually know what God could do if they give him a chance. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I wanted to encourage you with that, and also say that I, it, you know, I constantly had to go before God. Like, I wanted to overcome all of these things, but I knew that it was not in my own strength. I knew I was not getting through an Ironman without God. I knew I wasn't going to get through my training rides without God. Um, I knew that I desperately needed the Lord in the situations with my parents, and I constantly went to him. I constantly was like, God, I need your strength. God, I need your courage. Fill me with who you are. Help me to love. Help me to forgive. Help me to move forward. Help me to be everything that you want me to be. All of hell and life and everything else seems like it's against me, but I know you have a plan for my life, and I want to be in the fullness of everything that you have. But I constantly went before him with that. Um, and, you know, I, I want to remind, like, I want to I ask you a couple of questions. I don't generally say, oh, everyone take out your notes, or, like, take your thing out, and blah, blah, blah. However, um, this is a good time to take notes if you are a note taker. And also, simply, if you want to be provoked, if there are things in your life that you want to overcome, that you've been fighting and battling for years and years, and you're just like, God, I want to overcome this. I don't, I don't want to be bound by fear anymore. I don't want to be bound by shame. I don't want to be afraid to go outside. I don't want to be afraid to do challenging things. I don't want to be afraid of spending time with my family or making new friends. Or like Whatever your thing is, if there are things that you, you want God to help you overcome, these are three questions that provoked me and that I want to provoke you with, that you can think about, pray about, what have you. But the first one is, who's on your team, all right? We all need a team in this life, right? Life is a race. You may not have signed up, but you're in it, all right? So you need a team. Um, I could not have done this race without my teammates. I needed them to encourage me to, when I didn't feel like training anymore. I needed them to tell me what to eat when and how do we rest and how do I do this on my bike? How do I ride more efficiently? How do I run in a way that I'm not going to get injured? I needed their feedback. I needed the community. Um, when I, I never wanted to do 80 and 90 mile training rides, but because I had them, I was able to and they made it fun. Not that I loved everything about it, but they made it a pleasant experience that we could do it together, like through the struggle. Um, you know, I, I needed, when I wanted to give up on a ride, I needed the toughness of some of those teammates to be 
to, to tell me straight, get over it, get on your bike, we have 50, 50 more miles to go. Um, you know, I, I, I needed this team, and I've needed a team in life always, just for every struggle. I'm like, if I didn't have someone to pray with me or to cry with me when my mom was in her car accident or when my dad was taken to prison as I was a kid, he didn't get out until I was 25 years old. If I didn't have people to pray with me and encourage me, I don't know what my life would have been. I mean, I, things were so hard for, in, in certain seasons that I thought about suicide. It wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to die, but I did not want to live the way that I was living with the hurt and the pain and the shame and the constant fighting and battles and wars, you know? But because there were people for me to pray with and there were people to bring me back to his word, I was able to overcome some of those things. And um, so think about it. Who is on your team? Who's in your life that you allow to speak into your life, that you allow to correct you, that you allow to love you, to encourage you, to stand with you? You need people on your team. So think about that. The next question is, what is your nutrition plan? You can be an all-star athlete, super Ironman, but if you don't have your nutrition plan down right, you're not gonna make it to the finish line. That is probably one of the most talked about things that we experienced throughout our entire like months and months of training. We started off talking about what's your nutrition plan, what are you gonna eat, when are you gonna eat, when are you gonna drink, how are you gonna this, how much this, how much that, what time. We started off this season talking about that and talked about nutrition the entire season. We came to race weekend and we were still talking about, well, how many bottles are you gonna have on your bike and how many goos are you gonna have in your pockets? Are you gonna do real food? Are you gonna have bananas? Or are you gonna do just gummies? And we talked about this because it's that critical. It was that important to constantly be talking about nutrition. And the, the Bible says, I think it's in, in Matthew chapter four, it's, it says that, that man cannot live by bread alone, that we can't get through this life just by eating and drinking, um, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And this, this book is filled with words from the mouth of God. And so I ask you, what are you eating? What is filling your soul? What is filling your life? Like, are, are you in this book? Um, sometimes it can be very intimidating to people when they, you know, they're like, I, I don't know, and it's, it's big, and it's hard to understand, and it's all these things. It does not, it's not. This book is full of life, promises, hope, miracles. Like, this is an amazing book. And you, you, you need to have more of this, like, filling your spirit. And if you can only take it in little doses, take it in little doses. If you don't like it, there's nutrition that we had to try, and sometimes we didn't like the way it tasted, but we had to take it anyway because it was the only thing that was gonna keep us going, and we had to be reminded. There are times when I've struggled reading my Bible, and I'm just tired, overwhelmed, a thousand things, or I've read this so many times before, this and that, but I know how much I need this, and I go to my friends, like my teammates, my spiritual teammates, and I'm like, girls, Help me, help me read my Bible. Where do I start? I need something fresh. I need something new. I don't know, you know what I mean? But like, help me. So if you need help getting into the word, we're here. 
Ask someone to help you read your Bible and we'll help you. But more than that, what else is feeding you? Um, what, are you what are you watching? What are you listening to? Where do you go? What are you putting in your body? How are you using your time? All of these things are feeding you. You don't realize it, but they are feeding you. And I just encourage you to be mindful of those things. As you live your day-to-day life, what you're listening to and what you're looking at, where you are, what you eat, what you drink, be mindful of that because it's feeding you. And then the last question is, what is stopping you from allowing God to help you overcome whatever it is that you're, that you're facing? Because God wants to help you overcome. God wants, God, God wants health for you, health for your, your overall well-being. He wants freedom for you. He wants life for you. But you have to be willing to allow him to change you. You have to be willing to allow him to wash you. You have to be willing to make some changes sometimes to, in, in a, you know, to make healthier decisions. But think about what's stopping you. And I, I think about that in a, in a practical, physical way. And I also think about that with other challenges. I'm like, well, for someone who wants to do a marathon, what's stopping you from doing that marathon? From someone who wants freedom from fear, what is stopping you from that? And there, there are a lot of things that can stop you. Um, and there are a lot of choices also that we have, choices that you have to make. And in, in Iron Man, there were many times where I could have quit. I could have, in, in the swim, I could have just been like, I do not need to be stung repeatedly by jellyfish and kicked in my face repeatedly. I'm not going to be less of a human being. I'm not going to go to hell. None of these things are going to happen if I don't finish this race. I have every reason to quit. But I trusted God and kept going. And in, in, in my life, like I think about when my, when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, only a couple years after he had gotten out of jail and we were starting to have a nice, healthy relationship again, I had every reason when he was diagnosed with cancer to be angry, to be bitter, to be just ruined and let all of those things consume me and hate God and say, why God? And this isn't fair. We're just trying to build a relationship. I've done everything that you've told me, blah, 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 all this. You know, I had every reason to not allow God to to bring healing. But instead, in my desperation, I went to God and I was like, I need your strength. I need your courage. I need your discipline. I need your hope. Because I cannot face these challenges. I cannot face dealing with losing my father now after just getting to know him after not having him my entire life. And instead, this, this is the miracle, instead of having an agonizing, torturous several months, I, we spent the last few months of his life where he, he deteriorated quickly. But I spent those last few months going to visit him every day and asking God for strength every day, asking him for hope, asking him for joy, asking him for a promise of, of life. And I went every day and I sang to him, and I prayed with him, and we told stories of every, everything. We just were, you know, reminisced. 
and we read the Bible together, and I just treasured all of those times, like the times that we had left, treasured them instead of being bitter and angry and not being able to do that. But it took, it took courage, and it took humility, and it took an honest heart to go before God and say, help me, help me not to be angry, help me not to be completely depressed and ruined. Um, but he, he honored that. Like he honored every single prayer during the race, before the race, in every experience that I've had, he's honored every cry that I've given him. And I want to remind you guys tonight that if you cry out to him, he, he will hear you. He will answer you. He will take care of you, maybe in different ways than you expect, but he will take care of you, and he will see you through your obstacles and your situations. I want to pray with you tonight. Um, I want to pray with two groups of people. I want to pray for the people who want to overcome something, whatever it is, physical, emotional, spiritual, practical, whatever your struggle is, whatever it is that you need to overcome, I want to pray with you to believe God to do that thing in your life because he wants to. And I know that. And I can stand here knowing that with everything in me, that he wants freedom for you even more than you want it for yourselves. And I also want to pray for the people who don't know Jesus, the people who are like, what is going on in this place? Why do I feel like this? That doesn't make any sense. What, what? You know, and you just, you want to just invite Jesus to come into your heart. And you want to say, I want to go on this adventure with you. Iron Man was the craziest thing that I've ever done so far. But it was also the most rewarding a thing um, that I've ever done. And if you trust God with your lives, he will do the impossible in your life. He will show you things that you've never seen. He will use you in ways that you never imagined. Um, But if you want to invite Jesus into your heart and just say, I just, I want to know who you are. I want to give you a chance. I want you to be my savior. I want to pray with you also. I also, so I want to invite you up here to to pray with me. I'm not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to ask you what you need to overcome. I'm I'm not even going to, I'm not going to talk to you. I just invite you up here to pray because there's something really special about praying with people together. And I know a lot of times I like to just come and pray with some, just, you know, and you don't, you don't have to talk to each other next to you. Just come and know, hey, we're all in this. We all have things that we need to overcome. We all have things that we need to trust God with. Or, or if it's, I want Jesus in my life, just come up and, and let, me, let, me, let me pray with you. So I want to remind you also of something. I, you know, I started this, this off saying, sharing that scripture that says, if God be for us, who can be against us? So if there is one thing that you remember tonight, I want you to know that God is for you. God is on your side. He loves you. He created you. He he has more in store for you than you can ever imagine. But God is for you. And the answer to who can be against us is no one and no thing. Okay? So leave knowing that tonight. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for my friends who 
need to overcome first. And then I'm going to pray with those who want to know Jesus. God, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your love. Thank you for knowing each situation and for each person who is honest enough tonight to say, I need you to help me overcome. And God, I stand here with your children, with my brothers and my sisters. God, people you have created in your own image, people that you love so much. And I ask in your mercy that you would help them to overcome everything that they that is, is keeping them bound, that is causing them to struggle, that is causing them to lose sleep, that is causing them to not be healthy, God, that is causing them to be afraid. Oh God, I pray tonight that you would remove fear, that you would remove shame, that you would move, remove unbelief, and that you would bring freedom, bring freedom in every area that is needed. I am so comforted, Lord, knowing tonight that you know intricately and intimately every situation that my friends are facing. And I pray, God, that tonight is the night that every single person who asks you for freedom finds the freedom that they need this night and is able to acknowledge you and to thank you for doing this amazing thing in their lives. And, and for my friends who just want to invite Jesus into your heart, you can, you can just pray with me. I'm going to pray and you can repeat after me if you like. And um, dear Lord, I thank you for knowing me and for loving me and for calling me to yourself. Tonight, I just want to invite you into my life, to invite you into my heart. And I ask you to show me who you are. Show me your love. Help me to receive your love and help me to be able to love you in turn. Help me to be able to love the people around me. And I, I realize and I acknowledge my need for you, that I've made mistakes and I ask that you would wash me, that you would cleanse me and that you would make me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. So be encouraged tonight, my friends. I love you. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this journey that God has you on. I'm excited in the future to hear about what God is doing in your life and how, he, you, how you have overcome different things and, and everything. And I'm excited for those who just invited Jesus into your heart for the first time. It is the best decision that you'll ever make. And you are going to love this exciting, crazy adventure. Have a wonderful night. God bless you.